right, everybody, welcome to today's episode. Um, thanks for listening in again. Today's guest is uh, none other than uh, my brother from another mother, my, one of my longest friends, um, Corporal Micah McConnell. Uh, thanks for being here, man. Hey. <laughs> thanks for having me. Oorah. Oorah, oorah. Um, so, just to get right into it, let's start with uh, where you were born and raised. Uh, way down south, down by the uh, old uh, Atchafalaya River in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah, uh, way down there, where the food's good and it's just hot all the time. <laughs> all the time. So before before getting into to your military stuff, growing up in, in Lafayette, how was uh, how was that? If, if well, I mean, I was were, born there. were you working or? or? Born in Lafayette, moved around a bit while I was a kid, like a lot. Yeah. Um, then, uh, you know, after living all over Louisiana and Texas, I moved to Michigan for a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> lived with my dad there, and uh, Michigan's cold, like, all the time. And uh, then I joined the Corps from there. And, um, I could write a few books in between, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, turn it a little bit more. Let's see if we can. I was like, look, dude, technology in me, like technology <laughs> that was invented, like after I became an adult, I cannot figure it out. <laughs> it fucking blows my mind. And I'm cool with it blowing my mind. I'm not all angry about it like some people, but like it takes me longer to grasp it. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it can be. I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm getting there too. I'm like, I don't fucking understand it. I'm just going to keep doing what it's I'm doing. It's so fast now. Like, yeah. the speed of technological advancement. I mean, growing up in the 80s, it's like, well, all right, cool. Like, they got a new video game out. We're like, oh, cool. Look at that movie is now in 3D. Yeah. Like, now it's like, oh, you can fucking photograph your own asshole with this tube that comes in the mail that fucking you can get like tomorrow by fucking 1 p.m. Like, <laughs> like what? Like, <laughs> It's so true. It's, it's so it's, true. It's gotten it's, so it's fucking fast. Mind-blowingly true. All right, so when you joined the Marine Corps, where were you Where were you living at? I was currently living in Michigan. You're in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that go? How did, um, did you see a recruiter? How did, how did the so, signing up? I love telling this story because uh, me and my dad never saw eye to eye. You know, like, I was just a different person than he was. And we all happened to be sitting down at dinner, like me, my two brothers, my sister, my stepmom my dad and uh i always sat next to where the phone was yes that was i don't know just my seat well the phone rang during dinner one night and so i answered it and it was uh sergeant gregory welch okay and uh he was like hi i want to talk to michael mcconnell and i was like yeah that's me and he was like how would you like to join the Marine Corps? I was like, you know what? Tell me more. <laughs> Obviously, the, the conversation is not exact. Like, I don't remember exactly what was said. But looking in my dad's eyes while I'm just, like, talking to this Marine Corps recruiter, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do all that. You know, like, and yeah. then I was like, yeah, uh, tomorrow at uh, 2 o'clock. Cool. Yeah, I'll, be at the, I'll be at the station. Oh, no, he came to my house. Oh, the shit. The next day at 2 o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, so I hung up the phone. My dad was like, who is that? I was like, oh, the Marine Corps recruiter. He's, he wants to talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. He's coming here. <laughs> were you 17 or were you I was, still, I was still 17, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so you needed the permission from, from your parents. Oh, yeah. And so, like, so the recruiter shows up in his blues, you know, looking snazzy. You know, Gregory Welch, you know, 
you know, chocolate, sexy looking motherfucker, you know, like in his blues, you know, pencil thin mustache. And, uh, you know, like, so he comes up with my dad and, you know, like, you know, like, hey, you doing Marine, blah, blah, blah. You know, my aunt was a Marine. My dad was in the army, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. He's like, uh, he's like, I don't know if Mike is a Marine Corps material. Like, I'm like right here, you know, like standing <laughs> on the porch right here, you know, like. And so they, we all sit on the uh, deck around our pool, like our pool. It was a above ground piece of shit, but, um, and they're talking. They're like, "So, Micah, have you ever done any illegal drugs?" I was like, "No." <laughs> and like my dad's like staring at me, like really, uh, like, "Have you, motherfucker?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, mm, "Yeah, lie detector, blood test, whatever." And he's like, "Have you ever had any serious injuries?" I was like, "Yeah, you know, those kids, stitches, you know, like this, that, and the other." He's like, you ever been convicted of any crimes? I was like, no, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, well, you seem pretty good. He's like, you seem like you're not in too bad a shape, you know? Like, you know, I was like, well, I play hockey, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, oh, you were playing hockey? You played hockey? In the, yeah, I played, like, street hockey. Street, like, street league. Um, I used to ride, like, you know, dirt bikes and bicycles. and But I was a big nerd. I used to read a lot. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's why my dad didn't think I was, you know, Marine Corps material. material. Yeah, like. I like to read. I didn't want to mow the lawn. You know, I'd rather read a book than fucking mow the goddamn lawn. It was five acres. Who wants to fucking mow five acres with a shitty-ass lawnmower? Blew me. Anyways, I had like over, I had like 11 months until I was to deploy. You know, I had to finish like... Oh, you uh, you had to finish school and yeah, you were in was, the delayed it, entry program. Yeah, I was in DUP for a good while, like 11 months. Because um, they, they contacted me after my junior year of high school. So I had to finish my senior year. And then because I went to six different high schools, you know, uh, not all of my credits transferred and I had to go to summer school for like three credits or some shit. Okay. Like, which I just took some basic ass science classes, which I was a whiz at and yeah. missed them all. Used to do burnouts in the parking lot, like after <laughs> tests and shit. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like being, being a post senior in high school, just like, <laughs> like fuck you. <laughs> uh, um, and so like after my senior year, like literally like. Right after I walked, I uh, you know fucking went out to boot camp, and because was it was it soon after? It was very soon. Like uh, so, I I ended up graduating because I had to take summer school in mid July, and I left August fifteenth. Okay, to boot camp. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And um, ninety nine to, to give you a scope of yeah. I was, gonna, I was about to ask. Was. I was about to ask that. You know, I, I I need to make sure that I I capture that with some of my guests and. Mm-hmm. When did you, what were years were you in? I did 99, August 99 to August 03. August 03. Man. I, I mean. I, I'll have been out 20 years this summer. It's a long, it's a long, it's a long time, bro. It's a long time, bro. <laughs> we're getting old, dude. Oh, dude. The gray hairs of my beard tell me every day. <laughs> so you get to, um. Now, was that the only interaction that you had with the recruiter? Did you go to the station and they yeah, no, so like, they uh, give you a choice on on, on uh, what you wanted to do? Yeah, so uh, yeah, I was in the delayed entry program for a long time, so they would just have me you know, stop by the, uh, the the office like every every week, and I would do like some PT, and then they would go over like you know fundamentals of Marine Corps, you know, like you know. Honor, courage, commitment, stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, it's like, basic knowledge. I, I think I remember, that's coming back to me a little bit. I think I remember that they gave, like, it was just not as much 
detail that you get in boot camp, like of Marine Corps knowledge. It was like basic stuff. It was it was just to like give you an idea that like oh you're joining a brotherhood. You're 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 actually doing something important with your life. You're you're making a commitment. Yeah, like that you have to follow through. Yeah, and and do that to be one of the baddest motherfuckers alive. Yeah, and eleven months of that, and you know, it, it made me well prepared. I went to boot camp, and I did not have a problem at all. Like the yeah. only problem I had was catching pneumonia in boot camp. But like other, the whole boot camp process was hilarious to me. The only time I was ever doing quarter deck shit was because I was laughing my fucking ass off because it was <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Dude, I can say some so, stories. So yeah, I mean when when um. You get to so, so to go back. Did you before you went to boot camp? Did you get to pick what you wanted to do? So they, they gave me some options. Um, I picked what did I pick? I picked Intel first, and then I picked Armor, and then I picked I want to say Artillery. I really can't remember. Yeah, um, no, it's I know okay. my first it's been a while. I know my first two choices were Intelligence and Armor. And I know that's like two opposite ends of the spectrum, but it's yeah. just the way I felt when I was a teenager. Yeah. So, um, so you intelligence was going to leave too late. They were going to leave in like the winter time, and I wanted to get the fuck out of Michigan. Yeah, so you wanted like, to leave. So I was like, I'll take an armor. And armor and bit. like most of us, I mean, you probably come like from you know your your family is probably not like myself. My family didn't have the best means. So I was like, I need to get out of fucking corporate. Well, I mean, it was like my best way because my grades weren't so good. Like I said, I went to six different high schools. You weren't going schools. to college. Yeah, I went to six different high schools. I wanted to go to college. I knew I wouldn't be able to on my current means, like you said, um, right out of high school. Yeah. And I knew that early on. You know what I mean? Like I said, I joined the DEP 11 months out. You know, I, I knew by the time I was a junior in high school that, oh, fuck, if I want to go to college, I'm going to do something drastic. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, I never went to university. I never did any of that. But that's just later life shit that happened. You know? yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, No, I get it. But the plan at the time was go in the core, get some cash, go to school, like, get the fuck away from all the dumb shit I grew up my whole life. Yeah. I mean, that's a story, like I said, for a few other books. Yeah, a few other books. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you graduate high school, you get to boot camp. What's that experience like? I know you just said a, a second ago that oh it was God. funny, but getting the first getting there, like so, like at the time, I was a little bit rebellious. I had a mohawk, and it was four different colors: it was like pink, blue, green, and yellow. You were, you were that kid. I was definitely that kid. You were that kid. I was always that kid. Though, I, was, like, I think I remember seeing some guys with just the different colored oh, hair man. coming in. The- <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I didn't wear it like that all the time, especially in high school and all that. You know, I had normal normal hair color and haircuts. Um, but you got to boot camp with the four it, different colors. Like, it was like right before boot camp, me and all my friends sitting in a basement with some wood glue and some Kool-Aid and just freaking hooked my hair up. It was the worst. <laughs> it looked terrible. There's one picture, maybe, maybe somewhere. <laughs> I'm trying to think of where it might be, but like, yeah, there's one picture of that. But like, and I had a little scraggly goatee at the time. And so they, they stick me on a, they stick me on a plane, you know, from Flint. To freaking San Diego. Yeah. I think there might have been a stop in Denver. I don't really remember. Um, get to San Diego. Go to the USO. Yeah. 
And this poor lady behind the counter, when I walk up there, I'm impossibly drunk, right? Like, I'm 18 years old. Like, I'm impossibly <laughs> drunk because people on the plane have been giving me drinks because they know I'm going to boot camp. Yeah. And so I'm like, and the poor lady there, she's like, look, she's like, your bus is coming to pick you up in like 10 hours. She's like, I recommend you get some sleep. And she hands me a, a single-bladed razor, like a plastic disposable single-bladed razor. Yeah. And she's like, and you might want to shave that shit off your face. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, all right. So I go in this, you know, like, USO bathroom right there in San Diego, and I'm trying to shave this fucking shit off my face. I'm like your thick-ass beard yeah, with like, the fucking... I, I do not grow a chintzy-ass beard. <laughs> so, like, I'm trying, trying to, to shave. shave with a little Bic razor. And it's, like, ripping hairs out, and I'm drunk as piss, you know? Like, so I miss half of them. And, and like, so... I get, you know, they, they, they hook us up with a, like, a hotel room for the night, and we sleep. There's, like, six of us in a room. And so we all go to sleep. I, I don't think that was the initial intent of the USOs to have six of us in a room. I think we were all just hammered I think I fucking rem- wasted. I, I remember that. I remember myself, uh, to go back, that I remember we stayed in San Antonio before going to boot camp, that we uh, we stayed at the, I don't know if it was the USO or MEPS, had a hotel. And, like, there was, like, a bunch of us in one room. Yeah, there's like a, that. Was, so like we were in this like hotel building. I couldn't tell you which one because, yeah. like I said, impossibly drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but there was a bunch of other people that were going to boot camp. You know, yeah. like San Diego was a big hub, and everybody was drunk. <laughs> we just kept <laughs> fucking passing out. Like, it, it, I mean, it was it was like, oh my god, we're about to like ship off or something. Yeah. You know, so everybody was just going ham, and so we get to boot camp, right? Like, put you on the bus. Spill you out in the yellow footprints. I look like an idiot. We're all getting our haircuts. And uh, just every motherfucker around you looks so lost. Right. Well, at least in my experience. Like everybody just looked lost as a basketball on Father's Day. (laughs) And it's just, and it's just like, like, all you gotta do is what they say, man. They're like, put your pants on. All right, put them on. Yeah. Put your belt on. Cool. Done. Put your boss on. Done. All right, cool. You're ready to go. Like, put your put your nasty ass like crumpled up hat on your head. And yeah. Fucking get the fuck out the door. And you're like, nah, I can do all all of these things. I can do. And that was back when your pants were still rolled up before you were allowed to blouse them and shit. Yeah. And so, like, then you go through the gauntlet where they give you all your shots. And yeah, like, I remember you walk down that. a hallway and they just come out of nowhere and stab you and. Then they you get give like you the one, in, the one ass. in each arm, one in each cheek. Yeah, you get, get one, the ones in the ass, and you got to sit on your ass and roll them around. Uh, get, that shit sucks. So that's got to be a torture thing because I remember that <laughs> I now. Think you just got off on that shit. <laughs> it, it shot right in the ass. I, I don't even know what shot it is. Um, and then they sit you down on your butt. And like I said, and in, in, I think in my episode, they sit you down Indian style. Mm-hmm. I know it's crisscross yeah, applesauce. Whatever, whatever you call it. <laughs> whatever you call it nowadays. Yeah. But back in our day, they sit you down Indian style and you fucking sat down. The only saving grace I had was I have a big ass. And it was nice to roll around in that cushy ass thing. But like. So did you, like, I'm sure like myself and like everybody, you're with like a holding platoon. Yeah. Until well, your, your platoon. Yeah, they just chunked us into a, like a giant massive like confused ass freaking male people yeah 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 and then you you get picked up um what's something that's uh let's see that you remember that do you remember your your bunkmate 
his, do you remember his name? I remember my most long-lasting bunkmate, and his name was Z. It was spelled X-I, and he was from China. Yeah? Yeah. And he spoke five words of English. <laughs> and he was going to boot camp? He was in boot camp. <laughs> he, he graduated boot camp with me. And he was an outstanding Marine. <laughs> Um, I, I couldn't attest to his uh, circumstances before that, but uh, he, he learned English in boot camp. I'm, I'm sure. Oh, very, fast. very, very fucking fast. <laughs> and uh, he was clean. He was tidy. Um, he was quiet. And he could fucking rebuild an M16 faster than me, and I was number two. So right? <laughs> <laughs> he's a bad man. Um, what's something that uh, something that sticks out, kind of funny, that happened to you in boot camp? I'm sure there's quite a bit. Okay, but. so like this, this story gets riots. Uh, so there was this recruit. We were all called recruits then. His name was uh, Recruit Donald. Okay. I cannot tell Last name first. was Donald. Last name was Donald. I, I couldn't tell you his first name. I, I just don't remember. A um, little bit shorter than me. We were all thin, you know, gangly at the time. Um his rack was directly across the drill instructor highway from me, which for those that don't know, it's the giant gap between racks and a giant. Yeah. Squad bay. So it, it, in, in a squad bay, it's a large room. And then on one end, uh, one, one side of the room is all the beds, all the racks. And on the up opposite side end is another row of all the racks. And right in the middle is where all the drill instructors walk, mm-hmm. like whenever you're in front of your bed. Just trying to torture the fuck out of whoever, like, moves. Or moves, sniffles yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's this, across the way. So, like, and, and these are, like, the cats that made it to the core, like, platoon that was going to, like, go through boot camp, you know? Because, like, the first few weeks, you weed out, like, 10, 20%, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so Donald always stood, like, right across from me. And, like, he might have moved, like, a rack to the left or a rack to the right, depending on how many people got moved around. But he was always, like, right there. Good, solid dude from what I remember. He had elephantitis on one of his testicles. (laughs) All right. When I went through boot camp, we had whitey tighties. We didn't have boxers. Same. Whitey tighties. Yeah, so these nut huggers were hugging. They, They was doing work. All right, like, so these nut huggers... They 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 should have had champion on, but uh, <laughs> so so one day you know just an average boot camp day just getting yelled at for no damn reason. Like I think it was actually Z, my rack mate, getting getting yelled at you know for probably not speaking English, and I'm just staring right at Donald's eyes, you know, just like you do, and I can see. In my peripheral, his testicle just fall out of his drawers. And it's about the size of a grapefruit, right? This thing is not nothing to shake a stick at. I lose my shit, dude. That shit's the funniest shit you've ever fucking seen in your life, bro. Like, I fucking die laughing. Out of, it falls out of, out of his fucking drawers? Out of his whitey tidy. He's like, bloop, just like this. And I mean, he's a locked-on Marine. He's not going to fucking fix that while he's, you know, at, at, at attention, you know, like. But I can't hold my Barry. Uh, there was just never that. That was just never one of my strengths as a Marine. And <laughs> like so, I ended up pushing on the quarter deck for better half of the day for that one because the drill instructor was literally next to me, and I just <laughs> <laughs> like just there was no stopping it. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and I mean, he was he was like 
grilling me on the quarter deck, right? Like, just standing there, just enjoying, just busting yeah. my ass. He's like, so what's so fucking funny now? I was like, Donald's testicle falling out of his drawers is still the most hilarious thing I've seen at boot camp so far. <laughs> he did not like that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, I can't. That, that was that was like a month in. Like that, that wasn't even the best. Like, uh, dude, I watched a kid blow his own tooth out coming out of one. Of, you, you know those shitty ass fucking huts at MCT? They made you stay in. It was made out of wood and had a dirt floor. And yeah. Well, you know, right when you were to step out, there was like that two by four that crossed in the middle. I guess to keep them together. Yeah, I think so. Well, this cat I knew Gatewood. He freaking came out of one of those tripped and blew his tooth out his front tooth out on the ejection port or on the injection what's the little piece called on the M16 that bounces around out uh, yeah the ejection assist or whatever yeah, yeah. it's called yeah, I forget what it's called forgive me y'all um, but yeah blew his tooth out on that and uh, he was from the same hometown as Combat Sam really yes he knew him they, they knew each other <laughs> His name was, how was, I don't remember his first name. His, his last name was Gatewood. I knew that. And we were buddies all throughout MCT, um, but I never talked to him after that. But blew his tooth out. <laughs> Poor sad bastard. Uh, fucking right on the, like it. I guess I wasn't boot camp. That was MCT. But, uh, yeah, it's all right. It's yeah, okay. It all blurs. It, it's all, it all blurs together now. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, was, was boot camp tough physically mentally but you said you kind of you kind of I was I was in fairly decent shape I mean of course it was tough physically but I mean I never had any problems with anything that I was doing I never like fell out of humps or runs or was unable to do any particular exercises being a a kind of a rebellious one where was it a little tough taking like the orders and stuff actually no because I was so prepared actually that was something I worked on myself before going in the DEP yeah um was the I knew I was subjecting myself to that, but I put it in my mind as like, all right, well, this is like the man, you know. Okay. I can still be free. But these are these are my guidelines. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is what I got to do. Exactly, and so that's kind of what I did. Um, how was uh, how was uh, I don't think I've asked anybody else this. How was your experience in the gas chamber in boot camp? <laughs> so in boot camp, all right, so. Every every time was always fun. Yeah, it was it was always fun. I, so the in boot camp, you know, so like they b- take b- you, before you go in, just to, to for the listeners, the, the, so you have to you have to go through qualify yeah qualify in the in the gas chamber in order to be, to be able to put your gas mask on mm-hmm. for any of you know whenever um, there you go to war or anything you have to qualify you have to know how to put your gas mask when there's gas around. Yeah, and the gas chamber just helps you kind of like be be confident that it's going to work. You got to be calm in like the most stressful situation mm-hmm. in, in that face, you're going to deal with. In because the face it, of death, you it, just have to fucking grab them by the balls and be like, you know what, death? I got a gas mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's legit. Because it's, it's, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is because you, can, you have to... There's you got to think of it as a chemical gas, and now the gas that they use in boot camp is, is a, it's it's still a chemical, but it's not going to kill you. Right, right, right. Um, it's an irritant. Yeah, but but you have to know how to be in that environment and fucking put your put your mask on. Yeah. So so like go ahead going yeah. into boot camp, you know like 
they they give you the little class beforehand and 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 in boot camp the the gas chamber was bigger than all the other ones I had to do in the Marine Corps. You know, they just accommodate more people. Yeah. And so they got us in this giant room. There's probably like forty people, give or take, in this room. They got the CS gas cooking over the propane in the middle of the room. It's just pouring everywhere. And you got like two or three instru- drill instructors inside just yelling at everybody and telling them to how to do their mask. And I'm just chilling. You know, like got my gas mask on, breathing fine, cool. You know, like mild irritation on the skin. Expected yeah. that. No big deal. And then one of my drill instructors came by, and I'm trying to remember his name, Gomez. Came by, grabbed my mask, and just threw it across the room. Oh shit! You ripped it off. <laughs> he took it off, threw it across the room. <laughs> I guess I was too calm, too cool, and he was not having it. So he's like, "Go get that shit." And so got to take a couple breaths. Go grab the thing. Oh. I'm, I'm drooly sneezes right now. You know, like that's a nickname I gave to a friend of mine. But like, I'm sneezing, I'm drooling all over the place. And he's like, "Put your gas mask on, clear it." And so I put it on, I clear it. And I'm doing, I'm doing relatively well still again. I'm all snotty, teary, you know, like drooling everywhere. And so they'll finally let us out. We're all out and everybody's puking and going nuts. Coughing and so I take my gas mask off out. and I wipe my face and I'm like, well, that wasn't that bad. Like, like, So I guess it doesn't affect me as bad as other people. And every experience after that, like CS gas doesn't do shit to me. Yeah. Like, it really doesn't. Like, You're not. Uh, so this is a story that I, I'll, I'll kind of throw in there with CS gas. Um, and this is while, while we were together at our first duty station, we were out in the field and we were in, we were, it was, we were asleep. It was, it was a, an exercise that was going on with the lieutenants and, you know, we were driving the vehicles and somebody threw a CS gas. I think one of the uh, infantry officers or somebody threw CS gas. And I remember one of our, uh, you know, I guess, you know, lack of a better word, one of our co-workers, one of our other fellow Marines, Boudreaux, fucking booger. Fuck, fucking booger. Uh, sorry, Boudreaux, if you listen to this, I love you, brother. He, he knows he's booger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but CS gas goes off, and people are coughing and fucking hacking, and this motherfucker jumps out of his vehicle, and he's like fucking with the cigarette, fucking... <laughs> I guess it didn't phase him at all. He was just, he didn't give a fuck. It was just like, <laughs> fucking still had his cigarette. He was always smoking cigarettes. He was, Even Cannon. Even Cannon was always smoking cigarettes. He always had a fucking, like this CS gas didn't bother him. He's fucking smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, uh, you go through through uh, the gas chamber. Um, did... You go through boot camp, you go through the rifle range, you, uh, you know, combat. What When you were, actually, no, because I didn't do it. I was about to say, did you go through McMap in boot camp? But you were in 99. That wasn't a thing nope. in 99, even go, when I went through I didn't go camp. through McMap until in 2000. Yeah. At Quantico, when they first started to introduce yep. the Marine Corps Martial Arts Program. Yep. It was not in boot camp. Yeah, yet. we were all the test dummies for that shit. Yeah. Um, so you get to graduation. Did you... Did you have family come visit you? No. No? No. Nah, it was, didn't happen. Just, no, the same same for myself. I, I didn't have family come visit me. Like no, was, that day I went and bought like six Snicker bars and made myself sick on them. <laughs> <laughs> I had no body fat. It was like, I need, I need some carbohydrates. <laughs> like, 
I I did the exact same thing. I think on on uh, family day when you finally get to go out, people are with their families. Mm-hmm. I went out shopping, yeah, and I got a, a Snickers or a Twix. And mind you, you're in boot camp and you haven't had any sugar like Dude, that. It's it the the crash was un, unmentionable. Like like I ate it all and I was like, oh cool, let me go check out this. Let me go check yeah, out this. Go get and I, was like, oh, <laughs> I gotta go back to the freaking barracks. <laughs> Still got like seven days. After three months of le- legit eating healthy in boot camp, because you don't eat bad. No, it's not terrible. It's yeah. it, it's not. They're not giving you like like myself. You know, you you eat a salad with no dressing. It was it because I was a I was a big boy. I dude, still am a big boy. I, after I caught pneumonia in boot camp, I was on double rats, dude. They were shoving food at me. So so what happened? Can you like how yeah, did you I, get? Do you know what what caused? I don't it? know what caused it. Um, but like it laid me up for like a week. Um, they said if I'd stayed another day on bed rest, they'd have had to recycle me. Really? Oh, so you got to stay with your platoon? I got to stay with my platoon, but I missed like the repelling tower. I think that was the only thing I missed in boot camp. Like, other than some drill exercises, which I had no problems with anyways. So you didn't get to do the rappelling tower? I didn't do the rappelling tower in boot camp. No. Okay. Yeah, I almost broke my tailbone, but I made it. <laughs> I made it. I caught I, myself. I'd actually done rappelling in Boy Scouts before that, so, I mean, I didn't feel, like, too much loss. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you were you were laid out for a whole week? Almost a whole week. I think it was, like, six days, yeah. And um, another day you would have had to go get if, cycled If it was a week, they would have to, yeah, they would have put me, it, being it was my first... It was like the first month I would have just started boot camp over. Damn. Yeah. There was uh there was a guy in our platoon, Beasley, mother I don't know who if uh, if you ever listened to this. His name was I just know his last name was Beasley. And it was his third or fourth time Damn. being held back. Yeah. Like like he couldn't there was something he just couldn't do and it, and it, it showed there, there was a cat in my platoon that was on a second trip around yeah. second trip around yeah, and he, you could he, tell he, he like they didn't care anymore he, he got recycled from the rifle range i think he hurt himself like broke a bone or something like that on the rifle yeah. range and he got recycled all the way back all the way back yeah oh shit yeah. And rifle range isn't until like the last third, the third the, the third, third month the third 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 yeah the third Third, <laughs> the, the third, the third. Hey, you, you, your gear got stuck there. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> remember, remember. <laughs> yeah, the third, third. Uh, yeah, so the third month is probably when you go to the, you do the crucible at the very end. Yeah. You go to the rifle range. Before that, uh, for us, because um, you went to, did you go to San Diego? Yeah. So Hollywood Marines. Yeah, Hollywood. we're Hollywood Marines. <laughs> Uh, we had to go for that. We drove all the way to Camp Pendleton. Yep. So being in San Diego, we about went an hour north, drive, about an hour, yeah, like hour, hour, some change yeah. to um, Camp Pendleton to do the third month of boot camp. Dry ass mountains. So you uh, you you graduate boot camp. You're coming home. You go back to. Do you go back to Michigan? How was that? How was so that? Initially, I went back to Michigan, and uh, I'd brought a lady along with me that I haven't been seeing at the time, and well, that eventually didn't work out. Um, Michigan didn't work out either because that place sucks. Um, well, at least it did at the time. Jobs were terrible. The water was full of lead. You know. What part it of Michigan? Was cold Flint Town. Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Wasn't that the murderous capital of the U.S. at one point? Per capita, I think it held the. I think it held that title at least one point. 
Holy shit. Yeah. Maybe that's why you tough as nails, bro. <laughs> no, that was, that was, again, those books, so, the, the books that we don't talk about. So the, the what was it? my, I was thinking of a joke. Like, do you think you're okay? They should have a claim for, for Flint drinking the water or the, the Camp Lejeune fucking water. That's I don't know. I, I mean, like to, to be honest, like I left Flint before the whole water crisis happened, um, and I was never stationed at Lejeune. So, and I know I'm just it was it was bad joke that that was a bad that was a bad joke. <laughs> I mean, if people got hurt, yeah, give them a claim, whatever. No, so you you get back home. You're in uh, for two weeks. Did you do recruiter's assistance? Did you uh, or are you just home for? Two weeks ago, I did. The, I did a recruiter's assistance. I did not get any poor souls to join the Marine Corps. <laughs> I don't know if that's you're not a salesman. Right. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> not. Not that kind of sales, anyways. Yeah. Um, that's for another book. <laughs> that's another book. <laughs> no. Um, and uh, recruiter's assistance is more about like me going home and just getting laid, but you know, like yeah, it was. Good, it, was it was good to be back home for a little bit. It, it, it was, but. It you were like at, at some point you were like I gotta get I I gotta leave again. Yeah, I was like let's get the fuck out of here, and so went to back to back to you know MCT did all that shit. Yeah, I was gonna say so the next portion after after actually uh, actually boot camp leave is MCT which is only a month, and then you go to your weeks, school. Yeah, like Marine Combat Training and then school um, during Marine Combat Training. Once I got back from uh, my vacation. You know, like after boot camp, um, I still was gonna have to wait like a couple weeks for MCT picked up. Oh, really? So, so you were I on took, a holding platoon for for MCT? Yeah. So I I waited until I would pick up a couple more days of leave, and then I took that leave and went to Cabo. Like for, really? Yeah. A friend of mine that was old enough rented a car because I wasn't old enough, and we drove all the way to Cabo San Lucas. It took us like a whole day. No kidding. And I parted there for a couple of days and then came back. Because um, you were still, you were waiting to be picked up. I was just up. waiting to be picked up. Yeah. And they they approved your leave and they are like, okay, sure, you're waiting to be picked up. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, they didn't know where I was going. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, they were like, don't go to Mexico. We were like, okay. Like, yeah. We're going to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the, for, so for those listening, whenever you take leave, you have to give where you're going. Mm-hmm. You have to give the destination. So even on the on the weekends, on the weekends, there's a, when even when you're at the regular duty station, you have to be within a certain radius of your duty station. Mm-hmm. If you go without a certain mile, I don't know the exact mileage. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But out of a certain mileage, you have to get a, a, a chit that approves, say, hey, so here, for us here at Quantico, if we were going to Florida, which is far as fuck, even I think North Carolina, um, you it had... Like, I think it was like 500 miles. It, you had no, to, it was less than that. It had to be less than that. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember the exact mileage, but you had to give, get approval to leave yeah. to go out of it. Because yeah, again, if, if, if they needed you, if they needed you. Yeah, you if know, they like, needed you, if you got called back, you're, you're coming back to fucking base. Yeah. But um, I took that risk more often than I'd like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so did know. did you, uh, uh, like I said, most people, you get to school um, yourself, like myself, you're 1833, mm-hmm. amphibious tractor uh, crewman. Um, how was that getting to school? Because now you're on your, you get your weekends, 
Um, uh, one of my other buddies said he had to get approved to go off base. Um, I don't remember having to get approval to go off base. Not when I was on schools. They, yeah, at schools we didn't have to get on that. Schools battalion, we were we were. I mean, as long as you were there when you needed to be, they didn't give a shit. Yeah, they didn't give a shit. There was no approval to leave base. Not, not, uh, or not, or a curfew that you had to be back at the not, not time. Not once I was in schools. Yeah, no. Schools was pretty legit. The only thing that intimidated me about schools is I was like, I got to be number one. And I was not. Cannon was, actually, in my class. Did you, to, did you So did you go to school with him? Yep, and, and Fig. And Fig were all. Yep, me, okay. Cannon, and Fig were all together. In the same same class? Same class. No kidding. Yep. I don't. Cannon I was mean, number obviously one. That, I was number two. Fig was somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know where he was. You gotta ask him. Figaro, if you're listening to this, we got it. We're gonna have to get that when I get you on the episode, on the on the next episode. <laughs> I love you, Fig. You know I do. <laughs> so I mean, that makes sense because obviously you got stationed here. Mm. We'll get to that to to Quantico. Yeah, yeah. We but were, but how was uh? So how was school for you? How was that learning about dude, your awesome. job? I I love that shit. It was awesome every day. Um, schools was. It was the most challenging mental part of the Marine Corps. For you. For you. Mm. Having to learn how to operate a vehicle that, and on the ins and outs of everything. Yeah. The hydraulic systems, the, you know, like, just just all the shits of the, the, the tracks, you know, like, I mean, learning how to employ them, learning what they can do, what they can't do, you know, like, all the stuff that they could be stressed to do. And then, yeah, like, like pushing um, the vehicle pretty much to its limits. Pretty, pretty, I mean, yeah, we do that in training. We just run, run them wide open, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, we broke a lot of them. Yeah. Like, on the regular. Like, well, that's what, again, people, for those listening, uh, hopefully I'll get him on this episode. His name is uh, Matt Darling. <laughs> He's one of our the best mechanics <laughs> that I've ever known for our vehicles. Hopefully he'll be here. But, yeah, we break them and they fix them. Yep. But... No, you get to it's it's cool. How was it going out on the water the first time? Dude, the first time we went out on our water, um, was super cool. Cannon broke all his fingers. What? <laughs> so actually I don't know if that was the first time, but that was on, it was at like our night off. So we're like we, we drove them out from the beach, you know, like circled around and then we were coming back in. And then like they teach you how to pop the hatch and this, that and the other. Well, whoever was behind Cannon, like when he was driving when he popped his hatch, they didn't catch the hatch, and he freaking reached up with his hand and went to go lift himself up, and his hand was still there in the hatch. Bow. The hatch fell back on his hand. Yeah, broke. I want to say all four of his fingers, Fing- and like he had pins in all of his fingers. And no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. Maybe I. Maybe I'm sure he told me, but I just didn't remember. So when me and Fig showed up to mm-hmm. Quantico, because we were all three, you know, getting stationed together. Um, Cannon got delayed because he was still uh, in, in the hospital, you know, because he had his fingers all jacked so up. So he graduated, but he was delayed. Exactly. He, he got delayed because of his fingers. I mean, he finished, he, like, he smashed all his fingers, and then he drove into the, drove the bitch in on the beach, you know, like, assaulted shore. So, like, yeah, that's a pass. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, you made it. You, yeah. And so, like, it's dark as shit, right? We're all sitting in the sand, cold as fuck, wet, on the beach, you know, like, waiting for shit to happen. And we see Cannon, you know, like, and I can see, like, lights behind him, and I can see his fingers are just, look mangled. Oh, like, and he's probably, like, 20 yards away. You know, I can see they're just mangled. And then, like, the drips of blood, like, shining through the oh, light, you can God. tell it was blood. And I was like, oh, man, Cannon's hurt. They were like, no, no, he's all right. I was like, no, nah, dude, hurt, bro. He's hurt. He's yeah. legit hurt. He was definitely in the hospital. Um, Mr. Cannon. 
Yeah, buddy. Crazy if, if you listen, Yeah, if you're listening to this, we miss you, man. <laughs> um, so you get to, uh, you, you graduate. You, obviously, now you said you get to Quantico, which is... Which, which, how was uh, how was going to, to Quantico? How's getting here to Quantico? All right, so flew in um, to to Reagan. You know, get a taxi, and then I was told like, you know, somebody at Quantico was going to pay for the taxi, and uh, nobody so, picked you up. Nope, nobody picked me up. Nope, put me on a taxi, and uh, I, I show up to main side, um, yeah. Quantico, and uh, some old ass building right there on main side, which is. Surrounded by shit now, it was all by itself then. Yeah, um, and just went in. I was like, "Hi, I'm McConnell. You're supposed to be an Amtracker <laughs> somewhere on this base." And they were like, "Yeah, we don't know where you're supposed to go." And I was like, "Oh, well, that's cool. Uh, what do I do? Like, because I don't know. Because you're on the opposite end of the base. You're on oh, the yeah, I was on the other side. Yeah, you're on the main side. I had no idea where I was supposed to go. And they were like, uh, "Hold on, we're gonna figure it out." So I just sat down in a chair, and they came back, and they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, you're supposed to be on the other side of the base." I'm like, "Oh cool. Well, this is this makes th- sense. This would have been informative like hours ago." <laughs> um, and so they take me over to the you know track battalion. I go and check in with the duty. You know, I'm like, "Hey, I'm I'm guy McConnell. What's up, like, Lance Corporal? Were you Lance Corporal? PFC? I was still PFC at the time. PFC yep. McConnell. Yep. I was like, oh, "I'm PFC McConnell. Um, I'm a tracker. Where the hell do I need to sleep? Because it was dark as fuck by then." And uh, so they put me. Oh, because the it was after hours. Yeah, oh it was shoot! Late. It was late. Well, it got late by that time. Yeah, you didn't have your barracks, or you were just you showed no, up. I showed up late as all hell. Like I mean, not my fault, but like yeah, yeah. yeah. So I get there, and and so they get me to a barracks in Mazio. I don't know if you remember Mazio. No, I don't remember him. So he was gone before I got there. Okay, yeah. So he like uh, they put me in a room with him, and he was still awake. So he you know just gave me the rundown, and then next morning I showed up at formation and. It yeah. was it was tracks platoon. I mean that's that's the way it was, like the way you remember it for Yeah. Forever. So so I've had uh, uh I had Smitty on here and but if you can give me a rundown like because you got there before we did, you know, this is pre nine eleven. Right. Um and like yourself, like myself, we joined during a time that was not there was no escalation. It was super chill. There was there was no conf. I don't not that I remember again. There was no conflicts. I mean, you had, we like, just, I, I joined because I thing. wanted to get out of my shitty hometown, yeah. and I wanted to leave. Not because uh, we we got attacked after you know nine yeah. eleven. We joined because it was like, all right, I need to get the fuck out of here. I joined to get money for college and to tell my dad, ha ha, bitch. Like, <laughs> I did. Like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> um, um, so so. Walk me through for yourself, like when you first got there, a normal day, normal job. Like you wake, light lights on. What what lights on? What are you doing? Like lights on. First thing up, get up, shit, shower, shave, get dressed, and then I used to walk to the ramp. It was probably about a quarter mile, and uh, walk to the ramp, go get your track, unlock it, mm. hop down in there, start her up, lower the ramp down, and then it was just. Check the, check it out, basically. Preventative maintenance. Preventative uh, maintenance, what's, uh, unless was there was actual first, maintenance. First, uh, first echelon? Right. The first is, echelon is that what it's called? Yep. First echelon maintenance, mm-hmm. like just making sure it has grease. Yep. Lubrications, you know, like making sure everything that's supposed to move moves. Everything that's not supposed to move doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Um, and 
Mine was always pristine. I was a little anal like that. Like I kept mine clean and like always. I remember right. that. Yeah, it was. I, oh, I remember all that. my tools were organized and not rusty and like yeah, my track was always ready to go. It was always the Jane Wayne track because like, oh McConnell, your your track's always clean, especially when I got my own track. Yeah, yeah, it had Domino. I was like Domino, look, I know you don't want to do shit. Just clean this bitch. Make it your home, bro. Like like. <laughs> <laughs> he, I know. he fucking hated me so bad. Yeah, Domino, Domino, if you listen to this, fucking, uh, you know, we love you too. Hey, you did it to yourself, but we tried to help. We, we, we love you too, brother. <laughs> so what? What uh, Micah just said, um, Jane Wayne. Uh, what that was is so Quantico being close to DC area, um, a lot of uh, dignitaries or congressmen or. Even even um, when the lieutenants, uh, the officers, graduate their com- basic combat training, OCS, which, is what, which TBS, is where we're at, TBS, yep. their families come to visit, and we're we're right there. Mm-hmm. So, part of that is our track vehicle platoon and every other platoon that is support for them. You know, mortar T. Uh, the mortars, mortars, mortars weapons, Artie, weapons, all those yeah. guys, they have to go out there and do a quote, you know, dog and pony show, Jane Wayne. And it's called Jane Wayne Day, but you have to put your, your, your coveralls. For us, we had a flight suit. Yeah, it, was, it, was it had to be your cleanest suit, yeah. flight suit. Uh, your vehicle had to look the best because mm-hmm. you were presenting to civilians mm-hmm. and their families what you do to the you know for the officers graduating this is what they did so we were you know we were putting on the show the jane i, mean, I hadn't heard you know what i haven't heard the jane wayne <laughs> the jane, jane wayne, wayne day, day man. I, I haven't heard that in so long it was the most annoying but like um passive day of the year yeah we had to we had to organize rocks <laughs> if, if you <laughs> so so our vehicles are, I mean, they're, it's not a tank, but it's an amphibious tractor. It has tracks on it. And you drive out, and they usually park you on somewhere where it's on the gravel, because you don't drive on the road. Yeah, gravel or, like, you know, good grass. A good grass yeah. or gravel. So they would make us go out and move all the big rocks. Go pick all the big rocks <laughs> off so somebody wouldn't trip over there, yeah. over a rock. Got to pick up all the trash and all the big rocks. All the big rocks. It like, doesn't grow, it goes. It, oh, my <laughs> God. I, <laughs> if it doesn't grow, it goes. Yeah, man. We'll, 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 at that point, we'll, we'll take a pause. All right. So you, you have, um, you know, you, you go through your, your normal day. You're, you're just doing, you know, breaking rust or, or you know. Busting rust. Busting rust, you know, on your tools, checking grease, oil, fluids. Uh, because technically you're a professional driver mm-hmm. of a vehicle. Mm-hmm. You you have to make sure that your vehicle is maintained. Especially when I first got there. I mean, I was a professional rear crewman. It was my charge to maintain the, the vehicle to the best of my ability to make sure that all the Marines that came on there had the best chance of getting off of there and fighting the enemy yeah. to the pinnacle of their... Yeah, no, that's a, that's what that's what you do as a, the rear crewman, the guy in the back in the dungeon. And the saltier you get as you become a driver, you know, you get a little more pickier and a little bit, you know, like less forgiving. And then when you become the you know crew, crew chief. chief gunner and 
you know, no shit flies and everybody else is your bitch. And, yeah. 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 Pretty much. That's, well, pretty much how it goes. So, after after work, um, we <laughs> we get into your 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 liberty, your free time. You're off. Mm-hmm. What uh, what are you what are you doing here uh, after you're you're off? Well, when I was young, I would chase the ladies like it was my job, <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, they kind of like chasing me too, I guess. <laughs> At least that's the general consensus. Um, we used to go visit like all the bars in town. I mean, there was quite a few actually in Stafford at the time. Um, Main Street. Main Street was a big one. It was called yeah, Fat R. Tuesdays R. when I first got there. R.I.P. Uh, it was called before Main Street. It was called Fat Tuesdays. It was. Yep. And then um, there was Moe's. When, when did uh, when did you start going to to D.C.? Probably like right after you got there. Oh really? Or yeah, like no, right it was, before? It was it, maybe right before because it wasn't something we did like all the time. Um, it had just like a, it, that window had just been open to us, you know. Like we're like, oh, let's go to fucking DC, let's do some crazy shit. And then yeah. it was like, oh man, there's lots of women and freaking cheap ass booze. Let's do it again. Yeah, and uh, became a regular thing. Always going to DC, yeah. especially on, when you came. And then people that actually listen to decent music would want to go to polyesters, and yeah, that's where you met your wife. And also, R.I.P. <laughs> polyesters. R.I.P. Polyesters. <laughs> that's, a, that's where I met my my now wife um, many eons ago. <laughs> polyesters, the dance I was complex. There that night. I was there that night. You know, I have I somewhere here. There there's somewhere around here. I have a I have a fucking matchbox. I have a matchbox set. You have a polyester matchbox? The fucking, it says, mat, it's matches, and it's got all the locations of where they used to be. Yeah, it's somewhere around here. I have one. But we used to go to the bank. We used to go to Platinum. We used to go to um, the Hawk and Dove. Yeah. Uh, Hook and Jabs. The Hook and Jabs. Hook and Jabs. Those are Hawk. Hook and Jabs. Oh, man. Bo Hagers and Hammer Jacks. Yeah. And, uh, on countless other places we used to go get fucked up at. I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot to do in Stafford. I mean, there was a movie theater. Um, a bowling alley. A bowling alley, which I don't even think is there anymore. It's gone. Yeah, you know, it's gone. I used to work there. It's not yeah, even it's there across anymore. The, it's a CrossFit <laughs> place now, I think. It's it, gone. It was a government building for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Actually, no, you're right. It's a government building now. It went is from it? a bowling alley to CrossFit. It was like, it's like it's an a, FBI No, it's a there. government building. Yeah, probably. Like right across the street from Moe's. It's yeah. It's like just government building. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're going to, to D.C. Um, now, if you want to get into this, like what you, you – were you part of the, the Joshu – yeah, accident. Um, um, you so remember that. so we. Were, I remember that. So I mean, if you want to get, we into were that. all underage. It was me, Joshu, Catherine, and Harriger. We were all uh, riding in Joshu's Hyundai. I can't remember. I think it was an Elantra, but like, if you ever listen to this, Joshu, you know we we love you, brother. Yeah, dude, I haven't talked to you in ages. Get, get a hold of us. Uh. Um, so we went to what was the name of this club? It was ritzy as all hell, like yeah. fancy. And we were all underage, so none of us were drinking in the club. Okay. They, they, they let it was 18 and up. 18 and up. But yeah. you, you didn't drink. We didn't drink, no. We were just there for the bitches, to be honest. I mean, excuse the. It's, the way like I, I said, it, it's a it podcast. It's, it's like, it's the way say it, what the fuck you want. I mean, it's the way it we used to talk back then. Where the bitches at? <laughs> yeah, so, so we got some numbers and shit, and it's like three in the morning, so we decided to leave. 
Now we're heading back uh, down 95 At South. Three, it was 3 in the morning. Where we left, yeah. Give or take. Um, DC. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we're heading south on 95, heading back down towards Quantico. And uh, everybody in the car was asleep. And I guess Josh, you fell asleep at the wheel. And the car flipped 13 times. And, Holy uh, shit. And everything that was in the car was out of the car. The only three things. You got ejected? No. Josh, you got ejected. Myself, Catherine, and Harriger. Harriger and myself were in the back seat. Um, we were all in the car when it landed on its wheels, or what was left of its wheels. Um, Josh, you got ejected. And once we stopped, we all got out of the car. And, you know, Josh, you went there, so we were looking for him, you know, like we're looking all over the place. And we go back down to the car, and we find him, like, under the car. Like, the car had landed on a kind of deal. Really? It, well, it seemed that way. He was under the car, you know. Um, and so we were like, oh, shit. You know, like, we, I, I sent uh, Cothran off to go get help. Like, he was... You know, how did you so at this point because um, like nobody had cell it, phones then you know what I, mean? I was going to say when when was this because there was no cell phones then I mean I was like 19 so it was like 2000, 2000. yeah so yeah like you know long time ago nobody had a cell phone yeah nobody had a cell phone um, so Cawthorn went off to like some neighborhood not far away he got some help um, and then me and Harriger smoked gas so we pulled Joshua off from under the car I mean wasn't like hard you know he was fairly easy to get off from under and uh we pulled him up to the side of the road and then me and him were like trying to flag down traffic and joshua was pretty dinged up when he was alive we could tell um they medevaced him out like flew him out they took me and uh me and Harger or Cawthorn I can't remember if it was me and Harger or me and Cawthorn it was one of the two two of us went to a hospital together and one of us went to another hospital okay um I don't even know where Joshua went. Yeah, you were, think, sli- were you were asleep? No, I wasn't asleep. Um, I was asleep during the accident, yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, like, I know the stretch of road now just because I went and investigated and picked up all the CDs off the side of the road because most of them were mine. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, yeah, no, I didn't know where the hell I was then. You know, I woke up flinging through the air, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. Um I didn't get injured too bad. You know, some whiplash, some glass here and there. Um, Cawthorn, I think, got some glass in his eye. Um, or maybe that was Harriger. One of them got their elbow pretty dinged up. But Joshua had, like, cuts all the way through his skull on his head. His neck was all jacked up. A couple of the broken bones. I mean. He got the brunt of it. He was yeah, driving. Yeah, he was driving. Uh, and I think he had a seatbelt on. Because, uh, I mean. It was just like one of our things we did, you know, like, hey, everybody buckle up, you know, like it's late night, you know, like, let's go. Um, I, re- I remember that. Yeah. I remember because this when when I got here, it was just like a bro ship we did, you know, like take care of it. Everybody, it you know? When I got here, it was like a thing that you guys would would uh, tell whoever had shotgun. On the way back, you'd be like, "You better stay the fuck awake." Yep, it was, was like no a, sleeping for the fucking passenger. I mean, for the uh, for the passenger. The, the, no, the the, the, the guy the, who's up front. Shotgun. shotgun. Yeah, yeah. If you're up front, you you're not sleeping. You better stay the fuck awake, because you guys had already been in oh, yeah. an experience. That was gnarly, dude. That was you know the driver fell asleep, and and I get it. It's, and we it's were like, all sober as a joke. And you know? it's late at night. Yeah. You know. But it's three in the morning or two in the morning. We were coming back home from the clubs, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you're tired. The DD wouldn't have a drink, but you're still tired. You're tired because we we would get up at 
you know, 5 a.m. Yeah, 5.30 PT, work all day, and then we're going out. We're going partying. We're going partying. And then you drink, you know, 15 beers, and you think you're freaking awesome, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, not that night, but I mean, like, other nights, you know? Yeah. You know, that's... Or ball nights when you drive the wrong way on a one-way street in the middle of D.C. while you're blackout drunk. I mean, yeah, I mean, shit happens. (laughs) (laughs) The, The, um... So yeah, look. If anybody's listening, and that that's maybe still in the in the in the Marine, in the military, Army, Navy, Marine Corps, whatever, you know, and you're going out at night, you know, I'm sure you're doing it. But look out for each other. Well, no, here's the thing. Nowadays, that brotherhood that you feel in in the armed service, especially in the Marine Corps. Translate that into civilian life, and you'll live longer, and you'll have better yeah. friends, and you'll have well, better Well, the good thing now is that there's fucking Uber and Lyft. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That wasn't a thing. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for Uber and Lyft. It's probably saved me like 20 DUIs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh, call, call somebody, call an Uber, call a Lyft. The money is just worth it. You don't want to get in, a, in an accident. Just don't drink that much. You don't yeah. need to drink that much. Nobody needs to drink that much anymore. True. You know, but you know, I, I think I think of the the mentality and being that I still live in a military town, you see it. It's a cycle. It's, it's just because it, they won't let you smoke weed. It's it's true. It, it, actually, it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Um, but it's an endless cycle. You're you're young. You're eight between eight, nineteen and twenty five. And that's when you're, as a male, you're like in, you're in the, pro, oh, not, I mean, I'm still in my I mean, you wake up with a heart on and you trip over it like 12 times a day. <laughs> yeah, I get it. No, but you, and being that you're a Marine, you're trained, you're a trained killer. Mm-hmm. You feel invincible. Yeah, and you, you know, feel I like mean, I, I can't be touched. And our dumbasses here at fucking Quantico, you know, like the lack of like just all out training that we get here is so minimal that we're bored, especially when they introduced the McMap, uh, the martial arts program. Yeah. Man, every single one of us wanted to go out in town and just whip somebody's ass. Like, every goddamn day. I wanted, yeah, you want to try, oh, I, I oh, wish somebody would try me. Yeah, like, I'm going to go fucking be an asshole until somebody swings on me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we all did that shit. We it, all got our ass whipped. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if somebody's listening and if there's a guy that you know that's like I've never got my ass whooped, they're fucking lying, bro. <laughs> that's not look. I've I've been in many. Micah and I have been in many fights, <laughs> and together, together <laughs> you win some. You like what's that? What's that move? Friday, you win some, you lose some. I've got my ass beat, bloody nose on fucking brand new white t-shirts, white hoodies. <laughs> I think I was getting laid that day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> so was that, was that Baltimore? <laughs> yes. You want to get into that one? We can tell that story. It's <laughs> uh, a good story. So we were in Baltimore. So this place, uh, Bohagers. Yeah. This place was called Bohagers, and in Baltimore, for us here, at Quantico is a good. Two hour drive. Yeah, hour and a half, two hour hours. Hour and a half, drive. two hour yeah. drive to go to a club. And it was the coolest fucking club. It was the coolest club. Now, mind you, we would get a hotel to stay because it was far. Yeah. But this place was 
$20 to get in. Open bar. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that. $20 entrance, open bar. There'd be like 2,000 people in there. It's fucking, all it was was a tent it was, and a stage. It was an attempt at a tent in a, in a big-ass stage with a bunch of naked women on it. And Not like, naked. Well, they were voluntarily naked. <laughs> like, they would just get naked because it was hammered. But there was like 2,000 people in like one main bar and a bunch of little small bars. So think of it like a parking lot that they just put a tent and a bar. That's exactly what it was. A huge fucking Walmart parking lot that they just put a big makeshift tent and they fenced it in. Not fenced because it was enclosed. But it was like you had to pay to get in. It was a fence. It was a fence that enclosed the thing. It was a fence. Wasn't and they it? just hung tarps on it. So it, yeah, didn't it look was like a, a tarp. Fence. It was a tarp. It was a tarp fence. And 20 bucks to get in, open bar. Open bar. Dude, you get annihilated. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> Dude, dude, so annihilated. Like, if you weren't triple fisted at any one time, you were doing yeah. it wrong. And then and there was just all the women in the world were there. Miller, all of them. Whatever you wanted. Miller Lite, Bud Well, it was just Miller Lite, Bud Light back then. There was no craft beer. And then all the rail drinks. Alabama Slow. Alabama Slammers. Oh, that was my doing. Oh. <laughs> Southern Comfort. Oh. He used to drink so much fucking Southern Comfort. Oh, oh. so bad. So I can't even stand that shit anymore. So, so to get back to the story, we're we're there. It's a it's a Saturday. We go out. We have a hotel. Where I, man, I don't know. I don't think I told this on my. No, I didn't. I don't know if I told this on my my episode. No, I told a, the Hawk and Doves on my my episode. The Hawk and Doves a good one. Or with my buddy. Yeah. So we're in Baltimore. Club is closing. We're walking out. There's me, myself, another one of my buddies, uh, Harriger that you mentioned, uh, Combest, mm-hmm. Combat. Yep. And there was us three. And you. And you were there. Me. was four of us. Yeah. Me, Combat, Harriger, and yourself. Yep. And we're walking out. Harriger has his girlfriend at the time. And this guy is yelling or or talking smack about oh you should be with the real man at our buddy Joel or our buddy Herger and he's in a they're in a, he's in a limo a stretch limo and our buddy Sam quote comma slash whatever you want to call him mouth who had the biggest mouth on him <laughs> No uh, shame. No shame. No fear. No fear. <laughs> he said something, and next thing you know, 13 guys get out of this fucking stretch limo, and there's three of us. And I, I was in the hotel, like, literally 100 yards away. Uh, I don't know if you were getting it in the hotel, or you were trying to get some ass. No, I'd already left by uh, then. Oh, you... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then y'all would not let it live down. That y'all said that I left y'all. I was like, I was never even in the fight. I never even showed up. We to got fight. our fucking ass beat. I mean, uh, we put up a good fight, but I just remember y'all kept telling me y'all kept telling me the story. Like, if I was there, I would have made the difference or something. Like, <laughs> it was like, it was like four, 13 guys. Yeah, just four. You know, like if I was there, oh, I would have t- fucking turned the tide or some shit. But y'all would never let me live that shit down. Like, oh, you're off getting laid while we're getting our asses whipped. I'm like, shouldn't have been talking shit, dumbasses. <laughs> so the, the, I just remember 
Sam, I, I look to my right, and Sam's talking to the guy and gets swung on. He gets hit, falls against the fence. I look forward, and I have a fist coming at my face. Like, as soon as I turn, it's already there. Was it my, hair or was my, it feet? My nose got punched. Blood immediately. My nose busted. Blood just boom. If it, And there was three of them. I jumped and I, I tackled all three. I uh, I remember getting up because it was, I would think there was snow or ice. I think it was, no, 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 because it wasn't a t-shirt. It wasn't that cold. Um, I remember looking at Herriger and he had some guy in a fucking headlock. Fucking. He's a he, monster. He was, he was getting, Herriger's a monster. He's a fucking monster. <laughs> He's a monster, dude. <laughs> He's had some guy in a, in a headlock chokehold. And this guy swinging on him was like, his punches were slowing down. Just like, he was like, going to sit there and take them all until he and he, was, he was getting kicked and hit. He was getting kicked in his stomach, and he wasn't flinching, bro. He dude, wasn't he, fucking moving. He's a fucking monster, dude. I told you. He's like the monster that used to live under your bed. He's a creepy <laughs> motherfucker. He's just... And, remember, remember when he got his jaw broke at, yeah. fucking, uh, at fucking Hammerjacks at one time? Hammerjacks. And yeah. then he just would just, like, eat, like, chicken breast and pizza, like, blend it up in a fucking blender and shit just so he could work out still? <laughs> like... <laughs> He's a fucking monster. I love you to death, Joel, but you know you're a fucking monster. Oh, that's another story. <laughs> oh, oh, this guy, he fucking, he, he got his, he, I, anyways, the, to, to finish up that. He got punched, got we, jaw we, broke. Yeah, we, we got some, luckily there was some other Marines there from Weapons Platoon that came out. And so there was eleven of us there. Yeah, like it was me and Cannon's going away party. Oh no, not that one. I'm so, I'm finishing uh, up the Bohagers where some of the weapons platoon guys came out. They helped, uh, and then yeah. somebody yelled "cops," and then it was like, like roaches with the lights on. Mm-hmm. Everybody scattered. Ha- Hammerjacks, another place. I don't. It was open bar too. Yeah, no? it was like 20, 25 bucks. It was like 25 bucks. And it was like three-story, like, shitty-ass office building that turned into a club. Um, this place had, so one night, we're all there. I don't think I was there that, actually, I wasn't there that night. I wasn't there, but I remember hearing about it that. Yeah, we brought like 11 dudes with us. We took my van, right? The old blue biscuit. We <laughs> packed like 11 dudes in there. It was for mining cannons going away, which we did like. A month or two before we ever got out, like just that was the only day I was going to be able to play. Actually, it. I was there. I was there. <laughs> I remember it was. I was there. I was because uh, Kilpatrick was there, wasn't he? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he was. We were. I think you, that was the first one he. Uh, other, in, other than other than cheetahs, I think that was the only the the, the only other time I remember him coming out with me. He was there. Uh, we were. I, we were all there. I, I think I remember that now. I was there. It, it, like, do you remember being packed in the back of the van with a bunch of motherfuckers? I, I, I'd say that because I think I remember riding with uh, Kilpatrick. Oh, yeah, because y'all went separate. There was two cars. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, so the was. van was not a car. It was a goddamn shuttle bus to magicness. <laughs> 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 uh, but 
there was like literally there was two seats in it. So the, the driver and the passenger and like and the nine back, motherfuckers. The back of just, the van was, was like a seventy strewn, strewn with well overdressed marines. Like really? a seventies porno van. <laughs> fucking. It's just, it's just a bunch of single dudes in the back of a fucking blue ass van. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. So. Uh, I, I remember hearing about it. Our buddy, um, again, this guy, I don't know, 6'3", 6'4". Who's that? Joel Herger. Uh, he, he easily 6'3", 250. 250. Like, not a, not, like not, not an ounce of fat. Not like a Micah 250, like a fucking ripped-ass 250. Like a, not an ounce of fat on this guy. Like, looks like a Yeti without his fur. <laughs> 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 he was, He's gonna whoop my ass one day. <laughs> he was fucking yeah, big dude ripped. Yeah, yeah. And he got sucker punched. Like he was beating the shit out of like six to twelve dudes. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't remember. Um, but it, like he comes back up to the van, and his jaws broke, and we're like, oh shit! And so they put him in an ambulance, and then the cops arrested him. And I think he got a charge for it or something like that, or it might have got dropped actually. I think the charge got dropped. Charges dropped. Either way, poor guy got his... his uh, well, he fucking beat the shit out of, like, six dudes with a broken jaw. Like, while yeah. he had a broken jaw, he beat the shit out of, like, six dudes. His his uh, his jaw was wired shut. And us being assholes. <laughs> the best, the best <laughs> assholes. We would, we would order pizza and just wave it in his face and be like, this is the best pizza I have ever eaten. And he'd just be there with his... If you can see me, like, oh, this is, a, I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> like, fucking, that smells so good. And you, I, I don't know, I think you got him. At the time. I think you got him to blend a slice of pizza. So I was joking, right? I was like, I was like, he's like, dude, I'm going to lose so much weight. You know, like, I'm going to lose so much weight because I'm going to, okay. I can't eat. And I was like, I was like, dude, just buy a blender and eat that shit with a straw. Sure shit, motherfucker went to Walmart, bought a blender. With the like every, every night, it would be like cans of tuna or pizza or like chicken that was like boneless chicken breasts and shit. And he would like blend the shit up with milk and then just like eat that shit like fucking crazy bastard. So gross. <laughs> he said he lost like ten pounds while he had his wire mouth wired shut. I mean, he probably lost way more if he didn't like blend <laughs> fucking protein and eat that shit. <laughs> you ask me. Oh man. <clears throat> Dude, living with him. Oh, dude, let me tell you a story about Harriger. And I, and I, cause, cause I might have embarrassed him a little bit there, but like, I'll embarrass myself here. So I was not drunk when this happened. But okay. Me, me, me and Joel, me and Harriger, we were roommates at the time. Um, not for long, maybe like a month at the time. Well, I used to sleepwalk, which is like a big no go in the military, but like, they didn't know it. You yeah. Know, I didn't know it until it started happening. Well, I slept walk once and went over to the fridge, and we used to see like apples and oranges from the chow hall like all the time. Yeah, you know, like so our whole drawer in our fridge was full of apples and oranges. Well, I filled that bitch up with pee while I was sleeping one time. <laughs> I fucking woke up, Harriger, and he's just like sitting in his bed screaming at me like McConnell, McConnell, look, stop it! No, I fucking wake up. He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, it "Appears that I'm peeing." <laughs> He said, well, stop. I was like, well, it's not really that easy. Like, He's like, what the fuck? He's all fucking super pissed. I'm like, well, you can whip my ass right now or I can clean it. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, 
I was sleepwalking, man. I think of all the roommates I had there in Quantico, he hated me the most. <laughs> Just because I was, like, so far away from his spectrum. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just, I mean, we love each other. We're brothers. But, yeah, like, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was like, dude, anybody else in McConnell. Like, anybody else. But, I mean, I live with Mazio. I live with Catherine. I live with Combat. I think I live with you and freaking uh, Fig for a while. Maybe Fig. I don't think I Maybe you were ever my roommate. Um, I live with freaking Alsadi. Um, yeah. yeah, dude. I lived with every. I lived in every single room in that. In that barracks. Yeah. yeah I mean, you had you had the the far corner out rooms that was like the PFC and private rooms. Yeah. And then you had the Lance Corporal rooms of the end rooms, you know. And yeah. then you had the Corporal Sergeant rooms that Up were front with the with the windows. Yeah, yeah. with the windows there. Yeah, I remember that. I had all those rooms. The. Um, Man, we we I think you know I love it. I love that we went on the tangent, bro. I love this. I love those stories <laughs> that we fucking did, man. All the time, like I, I love that stuff. I, I went off a tangent. We didn't go off of the 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 outline that did you I honestly have. think I was going to stick to the outline. <laughs> Touche. You're right. You're right. I mean, it, it, these are stuff that I usually ask, like what you did off off duty, what 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 fun you had. Um, where did you go home by any chance? Did would you travel back to yeah. Michigan or oh, yeah. every now and then? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, I had girls back there I wanted to go see a family. I mean, see your family, my sisters and brothers, my the rest of my family, girl, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I mean, they were just dicks to me. My siblings were always cool, all my friends were always cool. I had good friends. Um, Unfortunately, I go back there less and less now. You know, like the older you get, the you know more friends die, and you know, like so. so uh, to 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 kind of go off of of what we were you know saying here at the barracks and stuff. You lived in the barracks. Um, how was it getting a visitor, or even if you had a female visitor into the barracks? So when could you? Yeah. So when so when I first got stationed in Quantico before nine eleven, you know, like. It was no problem. It was like whatever. They would just drive on because there wasn't a monitored gate on uh, on Onville, you know. Yeah, there was no gate at there on was the no, base. There was like no gate. Like you just drive on, and be like, oh, I'm here to see so and so at the duty desk, and they just be like, yeah, whatever. So oh, I, you had to sign in at the duty desk. You were supposed to. Yeah, like I had many a bitches not, but yeah, you were supposed <laughs> to. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, truthful. That's yeah, I mean, I'm a yeah. It's, 20 years You're later, a, fucking sue me. You were a whore. It's okay. I, I was a whore. Right? <laughs> I've come to terms with that. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, bitches, they want to come come up, they would stop at the duty desk and just come on up. Like after 9-11, once they put the gate in, it was definitely a lot it more It was deal. a lot tougher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had, to, you had to like tell the duty desk or like tell the MPs down at the gate, like, hey, I got somebody coming in. But I mean... This is not even like right after nine eleven. This is like a year after nine eleven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like nine eleven. Like, shit. I was on guard when that shit happened, dude. Like, uh, so I was gonna say. So I, I mean, I was I was obviously stationed with you when that happened. Were you? I don't. Yeah. Were you? Were you at, on guard at the armory at the time? I wasn't on guard, guard, but like right afterwards, my shift started. You know, like I was uh, October guard that year. Because like, oh, that was okay. September, you know, like October um, was my month, and you know they started putting the gate, and you know they had a little dude. Do you remember that dude that freaking got shot at that gate? 
I was I sitting there with an M16 between my legs eating a sandwich. I watched these fucking MPs freaking shoot this dude. And he was leaving the gate. Like, he was leaving the base. Like, he'd come on the base. They were like, whatever, let him on. And he was leaving the base and decided to run the gate. And so they're popping at him with nine mils. Dude, dude's lucky I didn't have a fucking M16 out there. I fucking, you know, I've never shot one other than the range. I'd fucking went nuts, bro. I'm going to fucking let them all go. Yeah. And he was leaving the gate with weed. Like, he didn't pick it up on the base. Like, he brought yeah. it on the base and it was leaving and got paranoid or something. I don't know. Like, weed yeah. makes you paranoid. But, like, yeah. Watch this dude get shot and fucking drive into a ditch. Really? He lives. Yeah, he's in Leavenworth. No kidding. Last I checked. I mean, that was a long time ago. Uh, you know, I think he was prior service, but I can't really remember. Oh, okay. I had, had no idea. I don't. I didn't recall that. Um, yeah, that was that was a long time ago. <laughs> I can't remember, <clears throat> remember that story. So actually, got promoted, corporal because of that. Really? Yeah. I got meritorious the same month that Fig got promoted. You guys so what so meritorious means you're getting it before you you get promoted before you're allotted like time, time. yeah you get it promoted because you went like you, you above and beyond you, you you did the job of your superiors basically yeah you went above you and did, beyond you did a good job here you go here's promotion here's a few extra bucks a month really uh, yeah um, so like Canon. Fig got promoted the same month, and I would have got promoted that month, but mine got turned to meritorious because this general I fucking drew down on because he wouldn't give me his fucking ID at the goddamn gate after 9 11. And so I fucking made him get out of the car, put him on his fucking face, and fucking took his ID from him. And so after I let him go, obviously he fucking finally showed me his freaking ID. I think he was just trying to fucking, you know, see what I would do. He drives up. You know, like 100 meters past the station, pulls over, gets out, calls the sergeant over, uh, is an MP at the time. Yeah. And uh, he's like, he's like, grab that Marine. This is just what I hear from the sergeant. And uh, so I go over there and I'm like, yes, sir. Go over, salute, you know, well, well, my rifle. And uh, he's like, great job, Marine. He's like, what if I had been some bad guy? I was like, well, I definitely wouldn't have let you, let you through. He's like, that's what I like to see, blah, 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 blah. And he freaking takes my Lance Corporal Chevrons off right there, or put, puts my Corporal Chevrons on. And, like, literally, I'm supposed to get promoted in, like, a couple weeks. Like, MCTs are good, everything's good, you know. Is that what they were called? Uh, I forget what they're called. They were called MCTs. Maybe. I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember. I what remember. The, 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 the fucking school, the classes that they made you do in them fucking shitty-ass books yeah. to get promoted. But all that was done, I was supposed to get promoted anyways. Yeah. But meritorious looks better. Yeah. You know I mean? So I got a meritorious corporal promotion. Really? Yeah. The general? From a general. From a brigadier general. Yep. I think, isn't that, uh, they're the only, generals are the only ones that can do it on the spot, aren't they? Or uh, Maybe maybe combat might be different. Combat might be different? I think, I think maybe so, somebody can, I think, you know. I think colonels can promote you during combat. I, you know what? I, I, I could be totally talking on my ass. I really have I don't no know. idea. I, have yeah, no I don't know. Clue. I think it was no always fun. a rumor. Somebody tell it us. Was, it, was, <laughs> uh, it was the, uh, what do you call it? The Lance Corporal Underground. Yeah. The fucking <laughs> descent, Lance Corporal Underground, the rumor that said, you know, a general could promote you on the spot or, or yeah. you know. It was a general that promoted me right there on the side of the road, mm. right there on Onville. No shit. I didn't mm. know that. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. And it wouldn't go through until the same day I was going to get promoted anyways. Yeah, but yeah, that's why Fig was always salty. Mm. So, Fig. 
this uh, <laughs> this um, you get promoted. Are you? How much time you have left? You about to get out, or you did, you didn't reenlist? Well, the ward started by the time it was time for me to reenlist, and I went to our monitor. Well, my monitor, whoever's monitor, multiple Marines monitor. Um, and uh, I was like, well, what you going to do for me? He's like, oh, amphib, uh, desert, uh, zero. I was like, oh, I got a multiple of zero? I was like, well, I'm definitely not staying in for zero. Yeah. And so I got out. Um, so did, and, I had a job lined up in Michigan, which I never got. I was going to say, what were your what were your plans before you so got out? So my dad told me once if I got out, that I would have a job with him at George P. Johnson. This is a display building company in Detroit. And um, I got out, and that never fucking happened. Yeah. And so I got stuck in Michigan with, you know, my lady at the time. You remember her. Um, very little work. Very little shit to do in a shithole fucking city, in a shithole state. Yeah. And... uh once, so you, once she left me again, I went down some fucking weird ass roads, and uh, then did, ended up back here. Yeah, then you ended up back here in Virginia. Did you uh, have you? I mean, you've been out for a while, and I think you you mentioned before you're going through the VA. It, did you deal with any of that right when you got out, or are you dealing with it now? Not right when I got out. I mean, I was relatively healthy, I suppose. Um, didn't really have to, you know see the VA or, you know, do any of that shit. I mean, I didn't have any other medical insurance for the longest time. Um, when I came back to Virginia, And there's no, you have no disability No, claims. no, no disability I can claim. I mean, they probably made me deaf and my back soft as a sponge, but, I mean, I can't prove it, so. Um, I, well, that's, that's something that I'm dealing with myself that I'm trying to, to get and to prove that it is service related. So for those, and I think you and I are part of the generation that was, and I'm sure I, you know, I, I don't know. I might be talking out my ass, but <clears throat> it was like, you were told like you were, you were being a little bitch. If you went to medical, mm-hmm. if you went to BAS, oh, yeah, dude. if you, you went to, BAS? if you went to claim any kind of disability, you know, nobody, I, I don't remember. I mean, I remember when I got out, they were like, do it. But it was just so much paperwork that I didn't I didn't know what to do. Right. And you're lost. I mean, it's, it's a lot, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, you're changing your life from everybody uh, pretty much telling you what to do, where to go, wipe your ass, this, that, and the other, um, to now like, all right, now you're free with no real world skill set. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know how to drive Amtraks in combat, and I know how to fucking, like, bandage the severely bullet-wounded. Like, other than that, um, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I yeah. took math from Marines. You know, yeah, I, I, I know how to clean. I, I can clean the fuck out of shit, yo. Like, <laughs> my house is still clean. <laughs> like, uh, um, I know how to drink and I know how to fight. Like, uh, do I put that on my resume, or is that... Uh, that's, that's, you know, that's something that I have, have in here, like, if... What are habits that you think you picked up, whether good or bad, from the from the military that that you think it's like, man, um, that you have? I like to make my bed. That's something I never would done before the court. No, like like I, you have to make your bed. It's not like I have to. 
at least not anymore. I mean, when I first got out, it was definitely like, oh, I'm going to make my bed. You know, like, I'm going to stay on fucking top of shit. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I have to now. Um, but if you ask Becky, she's like, yeah, Micah makes me bed all, makes me make the bed all the time and shit. And it has to look this way. It has to look right. I was like, well, it looks good. And then when you get in, it's all tight and neat and comfortable, you know, like, yeah, you ain't bitching then. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so that I mean that's that's a good thing I, I picked up. I mean the uh the brotherhood is just unsurpassed by any. Like people that I was in the core with are literal family to me. Like Yeah. They they're my blood till the day I die. Yeah. I mean and Marines I meet on the street or when I used to bartend or just like in random places. I mean it's they're welcome to the club, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I feel that now um, you know, growing after I got out, you get to this point where you're like, I wasn't that moto, you know, I don't wear, I don't wear, I have a one polo. I have actually I have two shirts, a, a polo and my buddy, my one, uh, Oscar Torres, he was one of the, one of my you know, guests. He gave me a t-shirt, fucking bright red gold USMC. Oh yeah, man. it was like a moto. <laughs> it's a very motivator uh, uh, shirt, and like that's it. I mean, you always know I wasn't the most motivated. Yeah, right? you, 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 you know. I felt it in my heart. I didn't wear it on my sleeve. You know. What I, I mean? don't. Yeah, I, I'm not the one who wears it on my sleeve. Like, I don't have any tattoos at a Marine Corps. I, the only thing Marine Corps I still wear is my field jacket because that bitch is warm as all. <laughs> I got the liner in it still and everything. Yeah, I still yeah. wear that bitch. <laughs> it's old as all hell. You know, that was one of the things we, we spoke about beforehand. Do you still have gear? Oh, man. So I was telling JC, like, I mean, just being at Quantico, being in a training unit, having all these officers all the time with, you know, just shit loads of gear and all of it's expensive as all hell yeah and so like each one of these officers gets issued a full set of gear same issue that all the enlisted people to train them get yeah and they lose the shit constantly especially on our Amtraks and when we're transporting they would leave it from one place to another man I've gotten everything from helmets to flak jackets to canteens to LBVs to magazine pouches to freaking pretty much e-tools like what you name it i got it and like when i got out of the marine corps like i was looking at all the crap i had and i was giving away all the extra stuff i had to like other marines and i had two full sets of gear like so i made myself uh, like the best set like the good clean shit you know and i kept that shit and that is my memento that is what the marine corps owes me for being this bitch for four years and then I gave back, of course, the other shit. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And all the other shit, you know, like I said, I gave it to other Marines that were missing, like their canteen pouch or their magazine cover or whatever it might have been. Um, but yeah, I still, I still to this day have a full issue, and it's the old OD camo pattern too. You know, it's not the, it's not the digital. It's shit. not digital. It's uh, the old uh, woodland. The old woodland. The OD woodland pattern. pattern. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> hey man, that's that's a saying, and uh, and uh, gear drift is gear, gear gift. Gear gift, man. Like and uh, like, God forbid the apocalypse comes. I'm gonna be looking like it's 1995 <laughs> in my goddamn uniform again. Like, <laughs> just 
thong, gung ho and shit. You're like, wait here, my beard. Why is this guy got chocolate chips on? It's like a desert storm. <laughs> the old chocolate chips. I think I still have my chocolate chip booty cover. I I think I have one, and I think I still have a chocolate chip cover in the in the in the in the garage somewhere. I I think I found it because I you know. If I have uh, the digital and I have a woodland one right there, you know, and uh, I think I have a desert one somewhere. I all the whole uniforms there. Um, you have one of the questions I have is, um, I, I you know, your son. Would you would you let your kids join? Uh, would you encourage them, or how would you feel about your kid? I would, I would make him more well informed than I was when I went in. I mean, I, I don't think I would really, like, prevent him or, like, dissuade him from uh, joining. But it's not something I'm going to openly encourage. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, yo, you should join the Marine Corps. Guess what? It was cool. Yeah. You, you could develop some bad habits uh, and uh, sleep with a lot of women that you'll never see again and probably end up a VD. Not that any of these that's things a, happened to me. That's a rumor. That's <laughs> a rumor. It's just a big ass rumor. But I also don't want to dissuade him from joining because I think that uh, the Marine Corps did did well for me, and to have a lifelong brotherhood like that I share with many of my brothers and friends. Um, yeah, it's it's the camaraderie is unmatched. It's irreplaceable. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's it, unmatched. Unmatched is what I was looking for. Um, yeah. So if you ever wanted to join, get on. Yeah. Good luck. Have well, fun. Um, are Go there, to school. If if there was something in your military service that you could change for the better, for the I don't know what what do you think you, if you could go back? I, I, I was just stating to go to school. Like I wish while I was in, I'd used it as more training, like mental training, rather than just the physical training that I received as an enlisted person in the Marine Corps. I wish that I had used that time rather than going out to bars and get my ass whipped and you know like this that and the other to to further my education to to increase my understanding of the world. So when I exited the Marine Corps, even if I had done it later or at the same time that I did, I would have had a better grasp on uh, what I wanted from the world and vice versa. Yeah, no, that's man, that's a. That's a great answer, brother. That's fucking great. That's, that's, that's a good way to look at it. Like, you, you know, just not just going to school, but to go to school and, and there's more than, and I, how do I put this? Like, we, we go out, we went out a lot every week, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, yeah. When we could have probably been doing something. We, we, we could all have freaking bachelor's degrees after yeah. four years of just chilling in the Marine Corps. Yeah. yeah. But, but we were we were young. We were out chasing tail. Young, dumb, full of cum, bro. Yeah, we were out chasing tail. Um, just trying to, again, I think I think for most enlisted personnel, I say enlisted specifically, um, and not officers, because most of us come from, we didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. Right, we went from high school right into the military, and you're free for the first time. And I say that in the sense of you're on your own and you do whatever the fuck you want. And if, it, it seems so free, you know, you seem so free. I mean, obviously, you're under the Marine Corps boot, but like you, you seem like you're so free because you're out of your parents' house. You yeah, know, you can you can drink. 
you know, yeah. like like you've never been able to do before. You know, yeah. even if you're underage, you and know, you're like, with your boys that want to do the same thing, and they're gonna watch your back no matter yeah. what. You know? I mean, it's probably like college, but it's just all it's dudes. Probably like college, <laughs> but a lot of dudes. A lot. I mean, no, no, no. There's women in the military, just like you know, everywhere else. But our job does not when, have females in it. When it was the, when Did it was not. the early 2000s in the Marine Corps, women were not everywhere. They just weren't. Yeah. I mean, there was a women's barracks across the freaking quad from Mars. And there was, what, 20, 25 women? Yeah. And there was, like, 3,000 male Marines? Like, it just, it, just, it just wasn't the same. Yeah. And, I mean, all for progress, all for, you know. Yeah, 100%. Like whatever. Yeah, you you want to fucking lay your life on the fucking line for a government that don't give two dicks about you? Well, that's another story. <laughs> That's another book. <laughs> That's another book that I gotta write. <laughs> um, I'll probably catch some flack for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you are you part of any any um, another question? Are you part of any like any any uh, veteran organization besides not the not the going to the VA but like uh, what's what's uh, uh, American Legion. Uh, DFW, no, no, uh, no. Not, not a really big club guy anymore, you know. Um, I don't like to get out of the house. <laughs> no, like no, um, I, I, I've always thought about it, and I've always been like, hmm, I wonder if I want to be like one of those guys that goes out and hangs out with the brothers of the club and has a beer and talks about old stories and stuff. And I mean, it's intriguing and it's interesting, but I, I figure. Myself knowing myself, I'd probably bore of it quickly. Yeah, like it's just not something I can see myself like doing often. Yeah, and I would enjoy it. Is, and that, maybe, is that for and the? And maybe like once a year on the birthday or something like that. But like, it's just not something I've ever like. Yeah, let's let's. It's 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 Friday night. Let me go to the American Legion and hang, I'm with you. Hang hang out. It's just not someplace place. I just see myself, and it, it, it's nothing against those guys. It's just it's not. I've always been off the path a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm with you on that. I yeah. mean, I would like to do it just to just to see. And again, I I mean, the whole reason for this podcast is to hear stories that they have, just like we, the stuff. And I'm that not we've against been it. You know what I mean? Please, those that enjoy it and need it in their life, go nuts. And I'll show up on the birthday or. Yeah. Randomly, when I need Veterans hand, Day, yeah. If I need a high five or a hug, I, I know where I can go. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that and that's what's up. Yeah, no, I I, I get that. I'm with you on that. Um, so I think that about uh, really that wraps up all all my questions that I have. But I mean, I, I'm sure there's I know there's a lot more stories, but we're ready. <laughs> we're we're pushing almost almost two hours. <laughs> Dude, I can do this for days. Yeah, I know. I get it. <laughs> I get it, but you know, are, is there anything you you, you want to ask me? Uh, How was your transition out of the core? Like, already met the woman that you loved, and then you had to like become a civilian. It was, it was tough. So for myself, when I got out of the of the Marine Corps, I had, I think, two paychecks left. No money saved. Um, I knew I wanted to be with 
my wife, or she was my fiance at the time. I think I think we were engaged. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Either way, but I had to stay here, and I didn't have a place to live. So for a week or two, I stayed with my crew chief, uh, Sergeant Miller. Shout out, shout out to to Sergeant Miller. Oh, Sergeant Miller there. And uh, for like a couple days or a week, I stayed with Fig, Figueroa, Mm -hmm. until I got my apartment. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think I said it on my episode that I didn't have anything. I had uh, two blue Tupperware containers, one with all my military uniforms and one with civilian clothes, regular clothes. And uh, I said it, uh, a 500-pound, 27-inch TV. <laughs> fucking TV that weighed fucking... <laughs> I, you know, I've had several of those giant-ass TVs. Those giant-ass tube TVs. Um, and that was it. I slept with sheets on the floor in an apartment that I could... Gangster. Like, sheets on the floor, bro. <laughs> That's just I, what I did, though. <laughs> it's like, but it's like I didn't have that transition. You know, it was hard. It was hard. Right. I worked as the bouncer at Brock's uh, yeah. Riverside, you know, in Fredericksburg. Yeah, I was yeah. a bouncer, and I was at I think I remember that. I was at Target working like a regular, the regular Target employee. That's it. Two jobs. That what? Like I didn't have shit because, like you said earlier in the episode, you knew I, how to do bubkiss. I yeah, <laughs> I could drive a tank, and I knew a medic, you know, to to repair somebody, a tourniquet, and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I knew combat, and that was... I knew the rank structure of the United States Marine Corps. (laughs) (laughs) I used to know the the (laughs) ballistics of the the weapons. I used to know all the FPS and everything. I don't fucking remember any of that shit. I don't remember none of that, but it was tough. It was tough to get out of the... to transition out. Like, it was a struggle. But, hey, man... You know, you you struggle and I knew, man. I see you now. Like I mean, I've seen you in between since, and yeah. I mean, it, you you make it. You get. You don't have to write a fucking check for CC's Pizza because <laughs> you fucking broke. <laughs> I forgot who used to fucking do that shit. Oh my fucking god! I haven't wrote a check since I was in the room. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, no. Well, then I guess I mean, if that's the only question you have. I, I, I love you, brother. You, I love you, you too, man. I love you, man. I, I'm glad you came. I'm glad you, you could be part of this that that I'm trying to do with, with just hearing people's stories and, and reaching out. You know, I hadn't seen you in, in, in like a, a year. It's been a year, at least. A year yeah. plus. Yeah. Probably before. No, it's there, probably. It's been time. It's, it's been too much. It's been too much. <laughs> but to have this, you come over. We talked to sh- we shoot the shit and remember old times like the glory days, you know. <laughs> of, but I love that, you know. Right. And no, I just want to. It's badass. I want to say thank you for being here, present hey, and accounted you. for. Thank you for having me, my brother. Yeah, well, I love it's you, man. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, thanks for listening. Super fun. All right.